Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Cecil. And I am Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. I like your cap. Oh, well, thank you. It is official Queer Longing merchandise, if you didn't know. It is. I do know. I actually own one myself. Mm. Um, and I think they're the best thing we ever purchased. And I think we should probably make them available to the wider public. We probably should. It is the best thing in my flat, so... <laughs> absolutely is and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of nice bits in here mm. Mm. um so you're ready for the summer i can see uh ready for the, the rays of sunshine that we've yeah. not been having at all you've got to protect the scalp mm. it's Abs- key at all costs mm. <laughs> yeah protect the scalp uh how have you been um okay i've got a, a, a tickle in my throat that i'm trying to mm. hide from you <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming out Trying and failing to yeah. hide. You missed a tickle. Yeah, but it's yeah. only just—it's only just as Manana said would say. It's just come on me now. Oh, really? Has it? Yeah, actually, you weren't—you weren't—you weren't coughing so much just literally maybe half an hour ago. No, I think it's fine. I think just like maybe I need to have like a few cups of tea, and it'll yeah. just like go away. It'll—I'll be re-revived. But anyway, no, um, I am fine. I've had the most stunning weekend, as we mentioned. Three yeah. back-to-back gigs yeah. in eight row. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we get straight to it? Because I think we need to get straight to it. What are you living and longing for, Olivia? And I bet we have some similar ones. Yeah, I mean, I am living for, and on the last pod, we were looking ahead to it, and now it has just happened. We went to see Kim Petras, and I had, like, good expectations for what I thought it was going to be. Like, I was looking forward to it. Oh, my God. Honestly, I was blown away because i too was like this will be like good fun it will be like a nice pop gig or whatever it was insane she is amazing i was astounded i just kept looking at you and go i was like i'm I'm in a trance and you like me too i was in a trance absolutely obsessed she is not only breathtakingly beautiful oh stunning but such an amazing live singer amazing range six outfit changes in you know a medium-sized venue and doing a stadium style experience absolutely not a stadium yeah so she had like the most intense presence she should be rename herself kim presence she should (laughs) she should and she was in academy two in manchester which is basically like a school gym which i love the most anyway for any gig due to high school due to high school thank you uh true to myself true to my roots um and but she had these amazing like light shows she had she had a revolving bit of stage she Mm. us I'm just I was astounded it was amazing and so many whoop-ah yeah and like her songs are just banger after banger after banger um she does she has this like section of songs which is something that I love and you know I love which are songs that are a little bit spooky oh yeah a little bit halloween yeah she has a spooky season and i love a spooky season yeah you know that. and and i turned to you because there was this yeah. part where she was like is there any of us feeling spooky tonight and i was like you are <laughs> i'm always feeling a little bit spooky yeah, yeah. she loves to feel spooky um, and i loved it the most uh and she also had this thing which i really really appreciate at a gig which actually carly ray had as well which is a platform that they go up onto yes which means that no matter where you sort of are you're going to get a better view every now and then because they're going to be higher up mm. which i think is a really great thing to do yeah and she didn't stay just in the middle either she was like no she was all over she had the most amazing outfits she was dancing Mm. she was singing she just she was so good i like was like i want to see that right away again over and over and over and over and i mean forget kim let's talk about the support act (laughs) let's just take a moment so what was his name his name is alex chapman and rather than um be rather than a musician he's a dj so we arrived and we were like 
oh, it's a Sunday night. Why is this DJ? Like, that's so yeah, rubbish. Yeah, like, oh, it's so weird when you have, like, just a DJ before <laughs> yeah. an act. And then we got a drink and then we just heard, and it was, like, a thousand miles remix by Vanessa Carlton. And we were like, oh, and my God. And instantly we were like, no, we fucking love this. Yeah, but it was, like, a drum and bass, yes. like, remix of it. And he basically plays, like, all the songs that you want to hear but never hear. Absolutely, yeah. He was banger after banger again he had the most amazing energy he just he also kept going up on the platform just doing a little bit of dancing like in between like his songs playing yeah. and he had the most amazing jeans on did you clock his jeans he had some great jeans and he also had a really great little clip that he put in his fringe which yes. i thought was cute yes and he just had a black t-shirt on that just said not yeah it, which i loved loads i liked that. um yeah he was great um and he just like kept calling us all like manchester sluts and it was amazing it was so good. Um, yeah, I, I love to be just pleasantly, not that I thought it was going to be not good, but you know, like pleasantly surprised by just how good something yeah, is. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I completely agree. I was like, yeah, this will be fun. Let's go. Like I was feeling dead tired. So I was like, oh no, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad we went to that. And I'm yeah. so glad like they got the tickets and like thought to do that because now I'm like obsessed and will want to like see her forever more. I will. And it was my birthday present. So thank you for my birthday was, present. Yeah, well, as I said, thank you for being alive. <laughs> yeah so that is i think that's that's my living as well so collective living there what yes. are you longing for i am longing for uh, my holidays i've booked some holidays have you? yeah oh, jealous. that's so nice Where, which ones are you booked um i've booked portugal to go to porto and lisbon Lovely. and then i've booked to go to mallorca on like a little beach holiday with my fam amazing and you're ticking all those holiday boxes like yeah it looks very like very just a lot of palm trees yeah and it has like one of those um has like a really nice beach that has you know like one of those decks that goes out right into the middle of the sea oh i love that where you can walk out yeah Yeah. it's got like a really long boardwalk and it's all just like 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 clear water so i'm looking forward to that it'll be just real gorge so if anyone has any like book tips or things like or podcast recommendations for holidays then let me know and i'll just start storing them up before when's your first one then which one of those is first? My first one's in May, but that'll be like a busier holiday, Portugal one, and then the June. City break, yeah, you're going to shove everything in there, yeah. Yeah, but the June one is just going to be like, chilling. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I Love feel, that for you. I feel Love very, that for you. very blessed. Um, what about you? Uh, I mean, I've not booked any holidays, and I'm longing to book some now. Um, but uh, aside from that, I am just longing for, I feel like I really want to go I had a really busy weekend last weekend and this weekend I want to like go out into like the countryside or to the seaside or something and I really really am longing for like a nice drive and then some like proper air you know I'm just longing for that every now and then I just need to do that yeah I always need to like for some reason I always have to go to the sea and like reset at the sea well I went to Blackpool on Monday as you know and I got just completely like blasted by a thousand gale force storm kiaras storm kiaras yeah but it was good and as i showed you before i won a lot of prizes you did in the arcade and a veritable feast of prizes you must have had so many tokens for these because i know these things don't come cheap they don't come cheap but what happened was um where i really cleaned up mm. was on this game which i've never played before and it's like a duck race game but it's like it's like just fake plastic ducks on like a track yeah and there's like six ducks yeah and then there's like a like a like a pad at the bottom and you pay a pound you get 12 goes and then um you have to predict like which duck's gonna win oh okay right right so you it's just like press a, like it's like a race right, yeah it's yeah. like between one and you six choose one yeah and then it's like ready steady go one pound 12 goes yeah and then you have 12 yeah. goes of it and then it has a song that goes like that and it's been in my head ever since and um is that your track of the week yeah it's my track of the week <laughs> and there was this one um there's this one go where like if you if you pressed 
number six number six is like a mystery one and then if you get that then it means you get like a bajillion tokens because it's like rare that it like works out oh okay and i i won like loads of other just normal ones but then i won that once and i got like loads of tokens Shit. okay this is a hot tip yeah, for blackpool there's a photo of me <laughs> Um, where I'm wearing just like garlands of tokens, <laughs> like a scarf. Just like I'd love to see that photo. I'll show it you. I've got it on my phone. Um, so just covered in tokens, and then I got um, pack of playing cards. We got we got um, a unicorn glider and this little guy, the best thing ever. Oh yeah, a boiled egg with a face on it. That's also a bouncy ball. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah, like a weird Harry Potter. What face. else have I got around there? Bubbles. Bubbles. A slim. A pen, slinky sweets, and a slinky. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good haul. It's really not bad. Really not bad, is it? Um, So bad for a Monday. No, so I can understand that. But if you go around Blackpool, I would recommend a stunning chippy restaurant (gasps) called The Village, which is like in this residential area of Blackpool. It's maybe like ten minute drive out from just where like normal Blackpool, the big main Blackpool, is. Yeah. And it's really cute, and there's like a sit-in bit, and love they've a, like love a sit-in chippy. Yeah, and they but they've like it's like a proper like sort of restaurant, and it's in a really old like historic building that has all this history. And you like read about it on the website, and like loads of like original walls from like the 18th century, and like okay. it's been a chippy for like years and years and years. Yeah, where they used to um like this old lady used to like peel the potatoes in this caravan that was like outside. And then when all the poor children would come past, she would like get one of the biggest potatoes and then like make a massive big chip out of it and fry it and call it a penny finger and give it to the poor kids for a penny. Oh, yeah. Nice. So imagine really cool. a giant chip from the chippy. Um, stunning. So yeah, so we did that and it was all decorated for Valentine's Day. Oh, lovely. In a, How romantic. In a very tasteful manner. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it was owned by this woman called Mrs. Quinn, and I had a Mrs. Quinn special, Bet you did. which was a medium fish and chips, mushy peas, two slices of white bread, and a tea. Oh, that is exactly what I want and yeah. need. I need I need the walk by the sea, and then I need that. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm just going to be you, but on a different day. You could do worse. Oh, I could. I could. So, Olivia, what's been happening in the news this week? Have we got any um, updates on a couple of things that were happening last week? I believe we do. Yes, we do. So, Jamila Jamil. So, this is another classic, like, journalism thing, but they've said, Jamila Jamil has broken her silence. Yes, that's one of those things of journalism. Yes. Um, So, she did Instagram um, a couple of days ago to address the as she puts it insane day which began when she was wrongly announced as the MC and judge for legendary um so basically she came under criticism like we said last week for accepting this role when and um, there was an argument to be made that it should have gone to other people who um have more of a history and relevancy to the ball scene and she did an instagram saying uh, well last week was a perfect clusterfuck it was very overwhelming the sequence of events was insane a misunderstanding was left uncorrected for too long misinformation spread too far too fast then my timing was bad and in a moment of distress and pain personal things were blurted out because when you have a secret for decades and you traumatized and you're traumatized it always feels like it might just fucking burst out of you at any given moment even the most inappropriate and unfortunate ones I thankfully chose the most inappropriate and unfortunate time maybe ever for mine. So now you don't have to feel embarrassed about yours. I peaked for all of us. But timing aside, better out than in. And thank you for the thousands of messages of kindness and deeply personal letters from strangers and people I know coming out to me privately. 
I don't take it lightly and I'm happy for you that you felt ready to tell even one person. Do it whenever you feel the time is right as long as you think you'll be safe. Don't feel bad for hiding it for as long as you need and move at your own pace but feel no shame about getting it off your chest and know you aren't alone. There is a huge community of people who understand you, respect you and stand with you. On we go, hoping this week will be calmer than the last and sending everyone the most love. Right, okay, so... She's addressed, uh, you know, her coming out at the time when she has. And I mean, I think aside from, I mean, she hasn't really addressed the no. criticism about the show, which is the main sort of thing. Yeah, because she's, she's made it about the coming out thing, which like, yeah, I don't think which I it's think everyone, about. Well, and I think everyone was sort of like, don't make it about the coming yeah. out thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, and obviously she should be able to come out whenever she wants to. And that is good for her to do that. There is no yeah. like, two ways about that, but it's just contextually. We said this last week. Um, maybe it would be good if she said a bit more about the show. But Yeah, she's not stepping down because I've seen that she no. replied to someone on Instagram saying like her involvement in it has been kind of blown out of proportion and that she was asked to come on board because the show hadn't been picked up for two years right. and they were looking to kind of see what they could do to make it happen. Okay. And she knew that by lending her kind of... Um, following to it it would kind of get through okay which is still tricky because there's an element of responsibility that she needs to take there's an element of responsibility that the showrunners need to take in making decisions around that but ultimately it's like a much bigger systematic failure yeah definitely um i think and i think that like the the sort of rise in as it were popularity and and like notoriety of ballroom in the past couple of years is so much higher than it ever has been that they could totally make that show with as it were unknown people to the wider audience and it would do totally fine well like post pose and all that like i think it'd be fine so i think that like say it's it's a bigger problem it's a bigger issue it's a mistake made on a more sort of bigger corporate level i feel like you know obviously not knowing anything about the ins and outs of what that development and commissioning process was like i feel like now is the time more than ever like you say that a show like that would be um, pick, be more likely to be picked up. What are these shoe adverts again? <laughs> you always get these shoe adverts, Olivia. I'm getting a bit worried. Me too. Olivia's got this uh, flashing, you know, sidebar advert for the most insanely hideous shoes I think I've ever seen. They're sort of, are they leather? Different patches of leather in all different patterns and mm, it's not good. It's not a good one. It's like what Mary Poppins' is like budget sister would wear. Oh, no. Moving on. Uh, has there been any development with the scope? Well, I think like we were sort of saying last week, there's only kind of so far you can go with it. Yeah. He's come out, people had things to say, people didn't have things to say and that was kind of it. Exactly. But what kind of has come out... Um, two things that I picked up this week um there it was an opinion piece in the Guardian um by Rachel Diamond Hunter entitled what's it like when your dad comes out I found out at age five which was a really heartwarming um personal story about what it was like for her to basically have always known that she had a gay dad Mm. and that whole um that whole thing of you know shame or awkwardness around sexuality just wasn't really there for her growing up because he made sure to tell her early so that she always knew and there was never kind of like a revelation to be 
had or okay, experienced. Yeah. Um, he always made sure to kind of fill her world with positive gay or queer role models. She went to every single Pride event and was super kind of involved in that world. So it was completely just, you know, it was normal every day. It was something to fight for, something to celebrate. And it was just a really positive article about um, her closeness with her dad through that whole nice. through that whole time. And I don't think it was like always easy for her. I think she talks a little bit about reckoning with her own queerness later down the line and what that meant for her in the context of like yeah. her dad being gay and you know her sort of the life that she'd grown up with and things and um, that she kind of talks about a little bit in the article. But it was a really sort of like heartwarming piece um and the subtitle is it wasn't as dramatic as philip schofield on national tv but i'm a walking example of teaching about queer life done right nice so you know it's just nice to read a nice thing oh it is isn't it sometimes it really is um i also read another opinion piece on politics.co.uk um and the title of this one is schofield coming out revealed a generational gulf in the gay community and the kind of opinion um or kind of slant on this is it firstly obviously positions what happened last week with Schofield's coming out and a lot of people coming back and saying it wasn't a brave thing for him to come out he should have come out way earlier he's been living with all of the trappings and privileges of you know an upper middle class white straight man and you know there's nothing brave about it right and he's his um counter argument um the person who's written this article is saying that you know that view which is mainly perpetuated by younger generations whilst we can still hold space for that um and for people's opinions and that they are valuable he's sort of saying you know i have been your age you have never been mine and you have never lived in the time that like philip schofield has lived in um, because i think he's like coming up for 60 yeah and it takes you on a bit of a kind of timeline journey through where philip schofield was and what age he would have been at sort of key landmark um times in lgbtq plus history right yeah um and it really does you know whether you agree with the article or not kind of contextualizes that landscape and it also kind of gives voice to um you know long-held opinions that i think or attitudes that maybe younger generations have as being fact that like you know elton john never pretended to be straight because they've never known elton john as a straight man yes whereas you know our parents would have known him yeah. as a straight man who was you know married to a woman or you know yeah. that 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 was like the reality for many decades um well not the reality but the what was put forward as as the truth so um he said this by no means gives Schofield a free pass on other matters I know little of his work or his politics um but he's kind of saying that there's nothing progressive about using his coming out as a peg on which to hang the criticism of him as a person. So I do think that it's um, it's interesting to kind of give that context that maybe people wouldn't necessarily be aware of. It doesn't, you know, make him a completely amazing person, doesn't make him a completely horrible person, but I think that it's food for thought at least. Yeah, definitely. I saw actually um, in the wake of his coming out on Twitter quite a lot of... Um, 
uh, older queer men of a similar age to him saying like you know it's easy for you to say like why is, why has he not come out etc you know he was um, a young man at the time of like the AIDS crisis and the panic and stuff like that like and I, I lived through that as well it was incredibly hard it was a lot harder than it you know it can seem now and like that it's uh, important to see like the contextual um, history of people's lives and experience yeah um, and yeah I think like aside from him as a person and his, you know, politics or whatever, his, like, coming out is, you know, its own thing and it it doesn't need to be uh, criticised, really, in a sense. Like, people do tend to do it in their own time. Yeah, and I think that it's, it is easier, in a sense, from a younger vantage point to say, you know, why wasn't this done sooner when, you know a lot of people come out a lot more easily that's not to say that it's easy for everyone it's not like there's still so many problems but it you know this article kind of goes on to further contextualize that he was six when the stonewall riots happened he was seven when the very first pride rally took place in london um he was 19 when dynasty caused an uproar by featuring a character struggling with his sexuality 20 when mary whitehouse took the national theater to court over a simulated homosexual act 21 when elton john married a woman um 24 when rock hudson died at the peak of moral panic over hiv and aids 26 when clause 28 was passed 27 when mps demanded eastenders were banned over two men kissing and then it just kind of goes on and on and on and um you know it says he was 58 when same-sex marriage became legal in all parts of the uk less than a month ago so he's lived through a lot of changes and i just think it is important to take stock of that and see things with a bit of generosity and a bit of context absolutely so in other news did you see the performance by the gay men's choir of los angeles at the spirit independent spirit awards no oh my god it was amazing right so basically they did this um independent spirit awards is like a i think it's a film a film awards yeah it's film award season isn't it so um and uh they introduced the gay men's choir of LA by saying, you know, LGBTQ plus representation in film is so important these days and blah, blah, blah. And you get more and more of it. Um, and here are here to tell you about a few of the lesser known, like queer moments in film. Uh, please welcome the gay men's choir of Los Angeles. And they went on to sing this whole song with like clips from different films of like queer moments. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good. We'll have to watch it. So they had like JLo pole dancing to Fiona Apple in Hustlers. Mm. <laughs> The title of the film, Diane. Uh, Renee Zellweger's press tour for the film, Judy. The Women of Parasite. Uh, the Kid from Marriage Story, probably, one day. <laughs> and then and then they go, Laura Dern kicking her feet up on the couch in Marriage Story. Laura Dern ordering a kale salad. Laura Dern dressed slutty in court. And then they just go, just all of Laura Dern. And then they just went, Laura Dern, <laughs> Laura Dern. I just can't see that. It was amazing. It's so funny. You'll have to watch it. Um, but yeah, so uh, she got an absolute, like... And she was just there in the audience going like, ah, like losing her mind. And I just loved it loads because Laura Dern is the best and she is so great. And then she went on to do what? Um, she won at the Oscars for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. and made even sweeter by the fact that 20 years before she had helped Ellen DeGeneres come out as gay on Ellen's Ellen show. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, Laura Dern played a lesbian producer in um, the Ellen show, which was right. like the drama and not the, not the whatever 
talk show talk show um yeah and she kind of helps the character come to terms with her own sexuality and it was called the puppy episode because they couldn't say that it was like the gay episode because they didn't want it to leak ahead of it oh, being so they just like called it that yeah and i think wasn't oprah in it as well oh really i don't know i, I, I don't i don't really know anything about that show yeah. like i know it existed but um yeah no okay well that's that's cute Love Laura Dern. Love her loads. She's a hun. Also in cute news, um, the Coyote Ugly star, you know, the one who, like, owned the Coyote Ugly bar. Oh, yeah. She is engaged to a superstar chef called Dominique (laughs) Crenn. Imagine being a superstar chef. Imagine a superstar DJ. Here we go. Yeah. Um, So that's, like, some cute gay news about them. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, she definitely had such a sensibility about her in Coyote (laughs) Ugly, do you think? There was an an aura there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Under the lover's sky. And speaking of Ellen, what's been happening with Ellen this week? Tell us about Dwayne Wade. So this story is less about Dwayne Wade and more about Dwayne Wade's daughter so uh Dwayne Wade is a basketball star who is married to Gabrielle Union off of um Bring It On fame oh, who yeah. is the lead Clover yeah uh, <laughs> um, I've seen that film in so long I really oh want to watch it I really fancied the like the the, the like boy in it who yes oh, I remember you saying this oh my god I, I was in love with him oh my god who is that I can't remember I can't remember what his name was but he was the one that like <laughs> was like the emo one who yes. used to like make make tapes yes. for, for Torrance. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And I fancied him. loved him. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're watching Bring It On. And he was so supportive of her like cheer career and so I really nice. enjoyed that. Yeah, I love the support. Yeah, same. <laughs> so um, Dwayne Wade has spoken about um, his daughter who is transgender in an interview with Ellen DeGeneres and um she's 12 years old and he has said uh, yeah me and my wife gabrielle were proud parents of a child in the lgbt plus community and we are proud allies as well we take our roles and responsibilities as parents very seriously so when our child comes home with a question or an issue it's our job as parents to listen and give them the best information we can and the best feedback we can that doesn't change because sexuality is now involved in it. So when Zaya, our 12-year-old, came home and said, hey, so I want to talk to you guys. I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth and I want to be referenced as she and her. I'd love for you guys to call me Zaya. So it was our job to go out and get information to reach out to every relationship we have. My wife reached out to everybody on the cast of Pose. We just tried to figure out as much information as we can to make sure we give our child the best opportunity to be her best self. Um yeah um and then he said to her you're a leader it's our opportunity to allow you to have a voice right now it's through us because she's 12 years old but eventually it will be through her that is so nice and so cute and sweet and like that is exactly what you love to see and hear from a parent the idea that you know it's this is our child they are coming to us with this and it's our job to educate ourselves on it something we might not be very familiar with or something that we're not sure about but we can go out we can get the right information and we can support our child uh as and how they need us and she seems like so happy and emotionally intelligent and well adjusted and like they've posted another video with her today kind of talking about how it's important to um you know be honest if you feel safe to do so and even if it's hard like you know it'll it'll be good in the end and um yeah I think that she'll be able to um help a lot of people with that platform even if she is just 12 um and you know inevitably they have faced massive backlash um 
from people saying that um you know it's it's wrong but he's come back and said that stupidity is a part of this world we live in so i get it but here's the thing i've been chosen to lead my family not you so we'll continue to be us and support each other with pride love and a smile gorgeous love it nice one Dwayne. interestingly um we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the um beauty vlogger the youtuber nikki tutorials oh yeah and how she made um this coming out video that you know smashed records on youtube and was this whole thing because um, it was off the back of her being pressured to come out yeah. by someone um but since then she has been announced as the online presenter of the Eurovision Song Contest 2020. Oh my God. So what is an online presenter? Is this like for America, maybe? Um, well, the US or something? There's three online channels for oh, Eurovision right. and a backstage YouTube series. Didn't even know that because we're too busy on the main. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am literally so thrilled because I, I love her. I think she's so Great. funny and I think she'll be a brilliant host. Um, Amazing. And I love your origin anyway. And the fact that she's going to be involved is just going to be great. And it's just, you know, a big two fingers up to the people who are trying to intimidate her. I just want to say it right now. I don't, I don't want to make it about me. I mean, I'm very pleased for Nikki, but is my 30th birthday party a Eurovision party? Is it? Mm, maybe it is. Always by my birthday. But... Maybe it is. Maybe it is. It depends when... Because it's on the weekend after my birthday. So, like, the 17th or something. 16th. Right. Maybe it is. I'm just putting it out there, everybody. I'm, I'm, um, what, what is it that people say? Manifesting it into the universe. Mm, putting the feelers out. Yeah, putting little feelers out for the Eurovision party. I think you could do... Yeah, you could... You could, you could do worse. Yeah, you could. So, Olivia, what have you been filling your eyes and ears with this week? Well, um, about two thirds of the way through The Stranger. Okay. Rightly or wrongly. <laughs> uh, what's I correct? It is so bad, yet so compelling. Yes. With all, basically, it's exactly as you said. So it's like one million strands, yeah. which make it compelling. But when you actually boil it down, it like none of it is anything. Exactly. And it's all like actually not that good. And it's not very well written. Yes. Yet that you have, I to, have watch to watch it and i now understand why you're wearing the cap you're yes so, you're so in it i'm you're so, so in it I'm that you're wearing the cap I'm you the are the stranger <laughs> yeah and i've, I've got a, i've got a few theories about okay, it but i feel okay. like it's sort of impossible to have many theories because they keep throwing in so many yeah, other things well, and it's been like here's another thing mm. yeah um i've watched it all now i will let you know that by the end by the last two episodes i had guessed everything and i was right so i think you will be able to guess it all by the end it's, okay. it's not any more complicated than it will be you know what i mean it's like very it's pretty obvious in the end i think but um yeah i'll be intrigued to hear what you think when you finish the whole thing okay um yeah aside from that anything else or have just been uh diving on into the stranger i eager to press next next episode yeah um i've also watched um a netflix comedy special um that fortune themes to did oh, called okay. sweet and salty yeah. how was that yeah it was quite funny it's kind of about her upbringing in the south mm-hmm. and um her being like a young gay person who was like the last to know that they were a young gay person right okay um and yeah, it is It is kind of funny. I've seen her doing the rounds on the talk shows and she repeats quite a lot of the bits, which yeah. is, I find quite annoying because I just... That's what they all do though. Yeah. Comedians. But interestingly, I, um, I remember a while ago, and I know that um, a lot of people don't like amy schumer for whatever reason but um chris rock was kind of like her mentor right and she was saying oh you know i'm going on this 
talk show and I'm thinking of like doing this and he was like why would you do something that's like in your special everything you do like needs to be new bits okay so what are you doing you're just like recycling it and like yeah your talk and all be the same because people like paying to go and see oh that's different but like if you're doing appearances you don't want to like give all of your best bits and then people are compelled to come to the show and it's just the same it's like it's got to be all new bits work on new bits yeah so she never does like the same stuff okay um like obviously she will for a tour i do yeah i do always think i think like obviously for a tour should be you know it's yeah. gonna be a one show isn't it but like the the fact that like yeah you if you then went on appeared on this and that or whatever and did your little bits then yeah you're right like people would just come and see you and then you'd be like oh we've heard all this yeah and especially on youtube you know when like mm. you get one clip yeah. of someone that leads to another that yeah. leads to another it's like you're just watching the same thing over and over and yeah. that just puts you off them a bit so definitely i did have a bit of that but i watched the special before i watched any of oh, okay. that stuff so yeah. it was kind of fine but um yeah i think you know if you want a bit of a 6.8 out of 10 laugh watch it <laughs> um it was it was quite good i only go for seven points two laughs and you know what i understand that so maybe it's you know it's not for you she's got a lot she's got high taste yeah high taste Mm. high priestess yes that's it for me as i said i finished queenie but i haven't started a new book because i don't know what i'm in the mood for tell me what i'm in the mood for (laughs) i literally can't do that but i can suggest some things if you tell me what kind of mood you're in I can suggest you some books. Well, I've really enjoyed my last couple of books. So I read that Such a Fun Age one and I read Queenie this year. Yeah. Um, I would really like to read Girl, Woman, Other. Yeah. Um, but I need I to read that. I don't have that right now because Jamie needs to finish reading it. Oh, for God's sake. Jamie. Um, <laughs> but I'm toying with, um, I've got that book called like, Outline. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Yeah. And then I've also got... Um, a little life but that's huge that, that is an absolute tome led to begin me. yeah I would suggest mm, see I can't I, I half would suggest taking that on holiday because it's like then you kind of have to read it because it's what you've got I don't know whether but I'll take a book that big on holiday I'll also, just take something and also on my Kindle and also it might just like it's not particularly yeah it might bum you out yeah I just get things I get out. things for the Kindle for the beach yeah okay yeah yeah fair mm. enough fair mm. enough um, well I have a little think and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I've got okay how about you um, I have been actually listening to a couple of podcasts, How the Tables Have Turned. <laughs> so um, in honour of LGBTQ plus History Month, um, I listened to the an episode of You're Dead to Me, which is like a, yeah. a history podcast. Yeah, I've listened um, to some of that. Yeah, um, and I listened to the one that was entitled LGBTQ History, which uh, featured a historian named Justin Bengree and our very own lovely hun, Susie Ruffle. Oh my God, love yeah. Susie Ruffle. And um, it was really, it was really good. It's a good, like, just, um, they have like a fun, quite informal chat just about a bunch of things that have happened within, like, LGBTQ plus history. I mean, obviously there's a million things, but they touch on like quite a few interesting things like, you know, the word of queer and like the fact that gay as a popular term in the UK was only really used since like the 60s and 70s, which Mm. I thought was really interesting. Mm. Um, They talk about like molly houses and about how like uh, in the past, you know, it would have been so much harder for people to uh, find their space. Like, you know, in a sense that now with like the blessing slash curse of the internet, we can like very easily find our people and our spaces, which mm. is like such a privilege for us now. Um, that like, you know, back in the day it would be like you have to know the right kind of knock or yeah. you know. But it also kind of means now in in another not as good way, is that those scenes just aren't as like burgeoning as they used to be in well, the exactly. same way. And they can also in a sense, because of their like uh 
availability to everyone be less safe yeah in some 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 senses yeah. i think um yeah so but that was interesting um they talked about this um uh trans woman from the 18th century who i'd never heard of who like had lived the beginning of uh, her life as a man in france and then as a judge like a, or, or a, a, a judge some sort of high high up role and then came to the uk and was like a woman but was able to um completely live essentially accepted like obviously there was criticism and stuff as well mm. but what they what was really interesting was that they talked about the fact that um having money and privilege allows you or did allow you and i think still does allow you the ability to uh, express yourself well it's like Anne Lister and, yes exactly well that's exactly yeah and they yeah that's what they said about her as well like it's like the same thing like you with your power and your status were able to be more like this is who I am like and you can't question me so I thought it was really interesting um and they just talked about loads of great bits like that and it's just a really good like comprehensive but like and also fun podcast about LGBTQ plus history so if you want a little something for this history month for the weekend something for the weekend then have a little listen i would recommend that um and then i also listened to a new podcast brand new called fanti f-a-n-t-i we would probably pronounce it fanti Mm. because it's basically the idea of being a fan of something but then also being anti it because something happens and like you don't like them so much anymore or something like that oh God, that's my whole life yes well exactly so i was like really intrigued by it so this is like a new podcast from maximum fun and maximum fun i listened to a couple of their podcasts anyway so they advertised it on jordan jesse go and the adventure zone and stuff and i was like oh i'll have a listen to that it sounds interesting and it's um hosted by two like great queer journalists um travel anderson and Jarrett hill who um bring their pop culture and politics expertise to everything that they stand and stand up against so um the first episode was about kevin hart so Mm. like they're like big fans of kevin hart in the sense that like they um so these these two guys are uh, black black americans and they were like he's a great black american who's done loads and it's like we always want to support that that from anyone of our like community but also he then obviously there was that whole scandal when he was going to be hosting the oscars and they found the tweets from him like calling people slurs and stuff like that and they went all the way through like what had happened with that sort of scandal and it was incredibly comprehensive they used proper clips from interviews with kevin hart and stuff so it was like very well produced um and basically he sort of like kevin hart's stance was like i'm not going to apologize for it because i've already like i've already addressed this i've already addressed this Mm. and as much as he in statements did address it he never actually really apologized for it. Yeah, he just, he just spoke sort of said, about yeah, it. it did happen and uh, maybe I shouldn't have done it, but like he never really said he was sorry. Because yeah. he also used to have a bit in his stand up about how like his biggest fear in the world would be like one of his kids being gay. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not homophobic, but like that's my worst fear or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they talk about all that. It was really interesting. Um, and they, what I thought was interesting was uh, they coincided with the fact that Kevin Hart has this like docu- little docu-series is out on Netflix, yeah. which is sort of following all of that time. Yeah. Um, and like his eventual sort of like point where he gets to apologizing or you know saying something about it is when somebody spoke to him and sort of raised like the idea of like yeah but basically by you not apologizing you're saying that like you think it's okay for like violent things to happen to people like that like or to people people to be uh harassed or uh, have violence uh committed against them for who they are their sexuality or whatever and he's like oh no of course i would never want that and um the hosts of fan fan are like isn't it 
interesting how it always has to be that push to the point of violence yeah. for people to give a shit. Yeah. And like that's not good enough, basically. Um, which I think is very true. In the end, they like basically like we can't really support him anymore because he's not done the right things to apologize or to try and like uh, really speak to the community or learn about the community. Mm. So um, they are not fans of him anymore. Um, but it was just a really good, in- interesting podcast. And, and I really like the format of it. And I'm intrigued as to like what other things are going to cover. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. And they're really funny and they like ha- definitely have a really good rapport. And, um, and I think it speaks, to, it speaks to like the real sort of nuances of life. Cause I think that we live in such a polarizing state at the moment where either someone's in favor or they're canceled. Yes, exactly. And I think that it kind of like speaks to this whole thing that we go through with, you know, especially celebrities who are kind of held up to this standard and put on a pedestal that they immediately kind of like fall from the grace of. And it's like, you know, the Western culture that consume this love to see that. Yes, exactly. And it kind of, I suppose, unpicks that and interrogates how that works and maybe if that should be a thing that happens yeah, at all exactly and i think that's what's so good about it is anyway it's so relevant and such a like a really good premise for a podcast so i'm really interested to they've literally there's only one so far so i'm really interested to see Ooh. what else they talk about and i highly recommend it i think i was the first person to give them a rating on itunes love that you were there first, <laughs> I was there first. um yeah so that's what i've been consuming and apart from that i've just been listening to a bunch of music so maybe it's about time that we do our track of the week what is yours olivia my track of the week is the new song from Christine and the Queens. Oh my god. Which yeah. is People I've Been Sad. <laughs> A mirror held up. What? <laughs> um, Upon our faces. I, I listened to it the first time and I was like, oh, I don't like it. And then yeah. I listened to it again and I was like, oh no, actually, I love it. Yeah, I did that too. I listened I- the first time and went like, oh. And then the second time I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here it fucking is. Yeah. yeah. Here she comes again. <laughs> here she comes again. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like it. It's like something a bit different from her as well, which is really nice, but kind of still um, retains the kind of hallmark aspects of her kind of songwriting skills. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, it's very her. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. It's a good one. That's a good choice, definitely. definitely. How about you? Um, I would be lying if I pretended that I have not listened, if that I have listened to anything aside from Kim Petra since I last saw you. I've listened to basically all Kim Petras other than like yeah. that song once. So, <laughs> I, I don't think I've, I think I've literally listened to like a couple of Carly Rae Jepsen songs and just Kim Petras. Yeah. I am obsessed, so I'm going to have to choose a Kim Petra song. There's so many to choose from that are just so fucking great, but I have to, I think. It's the one where it was near the beginning of the show and it was the moment where I was just like, this is insane, I'm obsessed, mm. which is Meet the Parents. Yes. Yeah, which is such a good one. Yeah. Like, I, like I'll take you to out to Miami, etc., but you'll never meet the yeah. family. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I love that one. My favourite <laughs> is Hillside Boys, though. Hillside Boys is great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillside Boys is the song that I knew of her first, like, from, mm. like, like a year or so ago or something like that. But um, I'm, there, are so, there are so many, and they're all just absolute bops. Yeah, she has so many songs. Like, yes. she's quite prolific in a way that I didn't know. No, she's only either, had really. two albums and an EP, but, but in oof. quite a short space of time. And such quality. Yes, yeah. such quality. Yeah, so it's Kimmy P all the way. We love you loads. And speaking of another woman that we love loads, who is now off of her time out, it's time for... Celine Watch. Oh yeah, so we've decided that Celine can come back into the fold. Just. Um, yeah, just about. Now, 
She hasn't, to be fair, it's a bit slim pickings again for Celine, which, you know, yeah, she's on... She, are you, are you she's insinuating on, that my shearling boot one was slim pickings? No, I'm saying that she's she's on thin ice, Okay, you know? She yeah. needs to deliver. She needs to fucking do something. Yeah, she does. But anyway, what I have found is a stunning article. What is Celine Dion's net worth? And what I want is for you to guess Celine Dion's net worth, Olivia. So what we're talking about is someone who has an album which has reached number one in nine countries, selling 20 million copies across the globe. Yeah. My Heart Will Go On has sold 80 million copies. So in total, she has sold over 220 million records over her decades-long career. She's had a residency in Vegas, which earned her 385.1 million over 714 shows. This is like the beginning of X Factor. You know, when you say all the yeah. bits that the person has done. Six Brit Awards. <laughs> like, I just... <sighs> She's got several luxury properties. And that water Including park. that one that had the water park <laughs> that she sold for 38.5 mil. I want you to, I want to know. She's got endorsements. She's doing all of... She's got Celine Nunu. Oh, yeah, Celine Nunu. Yeah. She's doing 10,000 editorials. The thing is, like... What's the bottom line? Come on. I don't know what money means. Like, I don't know at all. You're a Capricorn? You like, you like luxury at an affordable price? Yeah, I do. But I like to, like, buy a lipstick from Charlotte Tilbury. I don't like to, like, <laughs> do this. Have a water park in your, in, on your balcony. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> Um, like, you know, it could, to me, like, it could be like 38 million or it could be like 3.9 billion. Right. Okay. Yeah. You have no idea. No. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It's basically right in the middle of those two. Okay. Celine Dion, Forbes estimate her net worth to be $400 million. Whoa. Which is insane. The woman is worth a lot of money. She is. Maybe we shouldn't be pissing her off. No, maybe we shouldn't. (laughs) That's, that's my conclusion for Celine Watch this week. We've got to stay on the right side of Celine. And whilst we can all agree with having a water park off of your balcony, um, there are some things in life that we don't agree with quite as favourably. It's time for... I don't agree with it. Olivia, you're up first. I need to know. I've been gagging to know for the past four days. What did you not agree with this time? <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, what I don't agree with this time, Lucy, is when people refer to other people mm. as humans. Oh, do you mean like um, like my human? Or like just gen or like general bigger picture, like humans do this and humans do that. No, humans do this and humans do that is is fine. Scientifically that's fine. just scientifically <laughs> science. That's just science. But it's when like people say like Oh, she's such a nice human. Oh. Or like, or like, or like, spent the weekend with these great humans. Oh, no, I hate that. Yeah. And I also hate, I hate it. I also hate like spreading that out a bit more um, and like being a bit more niche. I really, really hate when people, and I'm sorry if this is something <laughs> that anyone does, but I also hate, I don't care, when like people refer to like, are pretending to be their pets and say like, oh, these are my humans. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. No, I hate. I, don't want it. I hate my issue with humans more, but I do hate that. Yeah, it just reminded me of that when yeah. you said it. But no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, so it's like my favorite humans. Yeah, or, or like weekend spent with these great humans. Yeah, and it's just like you're trying to be irreverent, and it's not, not working. working. <laughs> yeah, sorry to say, you're not a great human. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you bloody want. Do what I like. That's why we've got this mic. Yeah. 
um, yeah, so that, that's a good one. Thank you. And do you agree with not agreeing? I agree with not agreeing with okay. it. And, and what about you? Yeah, on, on, on a similar um, note, mine is about how people refer to other people. Mm. Um, I really, really don't agree with when people refer to somebody they are seeing or also this is more like people will refer to often like queer couples as lovers i hate that word when does i've never really this seen this happens I, and actually this happens quite a lot with older people of older generations referring to queer people as being lovers because Aww. it's it's that like instant sexualization of queer yeah, people yeah. and like i hate it so much yeah. someone i used to know used to like worked for two women who owned a company together or whatever and she used to refer to them as lovers and i was like what are you doing that's so weird like she couldn't be like they're a couple or like their girlfriend or their their partners or whatever but you know what you're so right lovers you're so right because you Um, all right mic overboard it's nearly over um um, yeah you're so right because do you know where else that happens Mm. friends yeah when ross ross and the other friends referred to carol and susan as lesbian lovers exactly it's that it's that exact thing i hate it i hate it so much it's such a like um way to it's almost a diminishment Mm. of the of the relationship between people uh, queer people especially so so i absolutely do not agree with that right (sighs) the only time it's okay is when taylor swift says it or when uh dawn dembo and her lover cindy says it yeah that's fine yeah if you're saying it about yourself you can do what you like oh yeah absolutely you do you lover (laughs) and we've come to another end of another beautiful pod this week lucy we had a good time i actually have had a really nice time that was nice isn't it um (laughs) yeah just nice to spend time with your favorite human would you say (laughs) i just love spending time with my favorite human and lover yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well (laughs) my favorite human no it should be my favorite human lover (laughs) human lover um yes and on that slightly worrying note um you can get in touch with us if you're mad enough to want to do that um at queer longing on instagram and on twitter and you can also email us if that is your want and desire do love an email we do and we haven't had like an email in a bit no but we did have such a good email that one time that woman yeah, in switzerland yeah hi, still listening. hi that woman in switzerland we loved that um yes so it's um queer longing at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us via email and you know if you normally dm us email us for a change oh yeah why not mix it up a little bit we love to mix the mediums um also probably by this point i have posted a stunning picture of me in the queer longing hat which if you came to the live show you will have seen <laughs> but then we have since like hidden under the cover of darkness um i don't know why because they are fab they are um fab. and we've got mugs and we've got hats and if you want them you can have them for you a can price have them for a price obviously so dm us if you're interested in that as well and um yeah just any bits that you want us to talk about any things that you're you know chewing over thinking about and want us to um discuss on the pod then let us know because as we always say it's your pod too oh it is your pod too and whilst we uh, wait to have all those requests come flocking in like a flock of seagulls we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye. Bye. Um, what other bits did you want? Okay, I've got a few bits. Um, we can do Laura Dern. Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.